Good Morning Liberty. Well, what is going on, all of our Liberty-loving friends? Welcome back to another fantastic episode of Good Morning Liberty. Name's Chuck. What up, man? With me, as always, Nathaniel Dancing Paul Thurston. That's my middle name. Yeah. Don't wear, wear it out I stuff. notice we always say Liberty-loving friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, what mm-hmm. if they're not friends? There are friends. The people hanging out with us in the Fed Haters Club are. Well, I know that. Yeah. I'm just saying Those are the people who... we're talking. Everyone else just gets to listen to this later on. Okay. I'm talking to the Fed Haters Club. What if they're Liberty-hating friends? Well, they wouldn't be here right now. Yeah. I don't think. I don't know. There's a lot of Trump lovers. We have to say that, though, because we can't say libertarian, because then we'd sound stupid, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So we got to say liberty-loving friends. So anyhow, uh, it is Good Morning Liberty. We talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of meaning every single day of the week when we want to. Very, very important word. Words, actually, at mm. the end of that. Because yesterday was a day. That's the Phone's on silent, Charlie. Come that's on. That's the... You know, the two most important words in the English language, very, when we want to. The two most important. That's very true. Uh, anyhow, yeah, when we want to. Yesterday was a day where we weren't able to, unfortunately, but we are here today right now. What button are you hitting right now? Beer brewed here. <laughs> it is used to make the brew beer. <laughs> oh, Earth Rider, thanks for the Great Lakes. I wonder why it's yeah. Yep. Yep. Yep, exactly. That's two words. For president. Right there. That's yep. what you want for your next president. Okay, so we got a few things in the news that we can talk about today. I wouldn't say Supreme it's the, Kurtz. the craziest thing. The Supreme Court uh, hearing oral arguments in the case of uh, whether or not Colorado can take Trump off of their ballot. Now, if you were just going to pay attention to none of that, I wanted to ask you something, Charlie. Should a state be able to remove an individual from their ballot? What do you think? Uh, complicated question, right? Yeah, I would say when it's you think about states' rights and think about our federal system and all that, like when you first asked me the question, should a state be able to control who is on their ballot? Should the federal government be able to tell them whether or not they can? A lot of times, I'm like, no. I mean, they shouldn't be able to tell them that they that they can't do that. I'll be honest with you. The problem in this scenario is that we have such a stupid example where they're using this insurrection clause right now. And uh, January 6th wasn't an insurrection. And this is clearly what some might say is a political witch hunt. Yeah, that's what I heard. It was in all caps when I read it on Truth Social. But uh, yeah, that's that's what I heard. Right. What's going on right now? Mm-hmm. I, I'm just saying it's, I think it's a complicated constructing question. Constructing the stakes right now. They are. With hay and stuff. Exactly. For burning purposes. <laughs> so they heard the oral arguments. I listened to about an hour of this today. And it's It sounds like they're definitely going to overturn Colorado's ruling. Even the, what you would call liberals or whatever on the court. Kagan was extremely skeptical. Uh, Kentonji Brown-Jackson was extremely skeptical. Uh, And then I heard what we would call conservatives on the court clearly being skeptical as well. Uh, I thought that there were some pretty good arguments made from the justices and even the left leaning justices. I mean, it, it just doesn't sound like this is going to hold up at all. It is interesting though, because the, you know, it's the electoral college, right. That elects the president technically. Mm. Um, now that is decided by winning states and by how many states you win and equals how many electoral votes you get. But that system was set up 
so that in case the federal government became too tyrannical, the states could be like, yeah, I don't want that guy for president. Yeah. yeah. You know, because that way they could still have an influence over the federal government if the federal government was being too tyrannical. You know, like I would like Tennessee to exercise that authority if there was some straight up communist or something like right. that, you know? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I, I don't know if like you'd be able Mao to find Mao is running for president. Yeah. Like Mao, in well, in this States. case, it's a good, we have the opposite. We have Hitler running for president oh, right now, you know? Gotcha. Uh, so that's a, that's a great example there because we have, I guess, the polar opposite, only super murderous, you know? Yeah. I'm, I'm kidding. Of course, all of the MAGA people that are here, I don't think that Trump is Hitler. Okay. No, he's Trump. No, he is Trump. That's yeah. which is worse. Clearly, uh, the uh, early signs from the Supreme Court arguments look promising for Trump. Uh, these are all from uh, CNN, I believe. Kagan asked why a single state should be able to decide who should be on the ballot in the national election. Now, the response to that was, "Well, we're just deciding who should be on the ballot in Colorado," and the the back and forth on that was, "Well, clearly." other states are going to use this ruling and take him off of the ballot. And then they brought up, well, what if other states retaliate and they take Biden off of the ballot? Like what if Texas decides that they're going to remove Biden from the ballot uh, for something? And the basic uh, rebuttal to that was that that's not going to happen and we shouldn't be worried about that. <laughs> that was, that was literally the response. But it would happen, response. I bet. But it definitely I guarantee could you. For sure. Um, it definitely could happen. Um, John Roberts said... Uh, let's see. The whole point of the 14th Amendment was to restrict state power. On the other hand, it augmented federal power. Uh, Robert suggested the idea that the amendment would give states power to remove candidates under the provision would be at war with the whole trust and history of the 14th Amendment. If you think about that, like in a, say, the recent way that the 14th Amendment was used, say, uh, gay marriage. Something like that. You could say, well, the 14th Amendment was actually written to restrict state power because they're saying that you can't take away the rights of the people uh, and, and they're using equal protection in the case of, of gay marriage, of course. Uh, but they actually use the 14th Amendment to overrule something that states want to do. And so he was making that argument. Uh, I thought that was interesting. And then I think uh, it was Kavanaugh, yeah, Kavanaugh, who made the most obvious argument in my opinion as to why this doesn't make any sense right and the uh the argument is you're taking him off because of insurrection and he's been he didn't say but he's been charged with 91 crimes and not a one of them are insurrection not a single so, one so what's up with that and that opportunity to call witnesses remotely he didn't use all of his time at trial there was ample process here, and this is how ballot access determinations in election cases are, are decided all the time. Okay, uh, second question. Some of the rhetoric of your position, I don't think it is your position, but some of the rhetoric of your position seems to suggest unless the states can do this, no one can prevent insurrectionists from holding federal office. But obviously Congress has enacted statutes, uh, including one still in effect, Section 2383 of Title 18 prohibits insurrection. It's a federal criminal statute. And if you're convicted of that, you are, it says, shall be disqualified from holding any office. And so there is a federal statute on the books, but um, President Trump has not been charged with that. So what, what are we to make of that? All right. I think that's a, I think that's a very fair question. It's a crime. Dude's not even been charged with it. Yeah, been charged. Uh, to borrow from Big Gus and the group, I'll alter it some, but he's got 91 charges and insurrection A1. <laughs> and so 
you're saying that the 14th Amendment is like this automatic authority. Well, if you commit an insurrection, then uh, this automatically comes into effect and you can't be on the ballot. Well, it can't be so automatic when you haven't been charged with the thing that you're saying he did. Mm -hmm. And he's been charged with so many other things and he didn't get charged with insurrection because they know that they wouldn't be able to prove that. And if they could, they, if they could, they would have yes. is the answer. And they know that they can't. He would and be acquitted of that. That, that is so, that is such an easy rebuttal to anyone who talks about this insurrection nonsense. If they coulda, they woulda. They got 99, 91 charges on this guy. And everyone's talking about insurrection. And insurrection is a crime. And he didn't get charged with that. Case closed, in my mm. opinion. Yeah. Not even charged. We're not even talking about we're waiting on the verdict on his insurrection case. It's not even charged. Because they know they can't do it. There's not a single if DA. They, if they thought there was a hope of doing it, they would have tried to do yeah. it. But they know they would just fall. Then they know that they would lose and this whole insurrection argument would be dead after that. So they're just not going to go for the case because they don't want to have a loss on that. They just want people talking about it. They're putting up uh, barricades and stuff around the Supreme Court right now in preparation for this ruling. This is one of the uh, scary parts about this is that Many people on the left are already going to decide because they've heard so many times that he is an insurrectionist and that Jan 6 was an insurrection and that the Constitution says that you can't be on the ballot if you committed an insurrection, that they're going to hear this. They're going to say, well, this is the Trump Supreme Court. You know, three people on here were appointed by Trump and uh, Clarence Thomas is bought off anyway and probably some of the others and so this is an illegitimate court and they're just trying to protect an illegitimate president. And so even if he comes through this, he's on the ballot and he wins. The groundwork has already been laid for Trump. 40, what would he, four, does it, does he become the 47th president at that time, right? 45 and 47? Or you guess, just revert back to 45? How does that work? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Trump 47 is illegitimate just like Trump 45 was. Yeah. And 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 he's uh, you know in cahoots with Putin. Of course, by he sending is. Tucker Carlson over there to interview. Him. He sent him right over there, <laughs> for sure. So they got all the makings of Trump being illegitimate, and everything and, he does is, is not legitimate. And just to be fair, there is a large group of people on the right as well who will not accept if this happens, if this goes down to Trump and Biden. If Biden gets more votes than Trump, there is a group of people that absolutely will not accept that it was possible that Biden got more votes than Trump did. And I'm telling you, it's still possible because those are people that are voting against Trump. And so that's why it's not that they Just like, Biden. like none of these candidates yes. won in Nevada. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. There are more people who voted for none. Yeah. Than voted for people who are actually on the ballot. It's actually a great example because you, in this idea, you could remove Biden's name and put none of these candidates on there. And it's, I think that there is a fair shot that none of these candidates would, actually, I would vote for none of these candidates if that was actually on we the ballot. We should pass a law that none of these candidates should be on every ballot. On the ballot every time, none yes. of the above. None of the above. <laughs> but you could vote, that, that would be an actual vote. Mm-hmm. You know? That way you could go and vote and make your voice heard. You probably yes. have a lot bigger turnout if, if none of the above was on there. You <laughs> That'd know? be awesome. <laughs>
All right, so we'll see. I don't know when they're going to actually give this uh, decision. Um, I heard them adjourn earlier. I don't know when we're going to actually hear from them. Uh, could be today, could be next week. I don't They normally, you hear their uh, verdicts come out on Wednesdays and Thursdays, I think, something like that. So it might be until middle of next week. I'm not sure. Um, or it could be, I, the, the point is it could be any day because I have no clue. Well, so they're just not hearing oral arguments. Don't come so to me for the day. It, it'll, be, it'll be a little bit. In a completely unrelated matter that has nothing to do with this, but we are going to talk about Russia here in a little bit and Tucker Carlson and all that. I This is just by happenstance that this immediately follows this movement to try and remove Trump from the ballot for 2024. But we we need to be fair and not just be these Putin-Russia apologists, like this is some beacon of freedom and democracy and republicanism over there in Russia. I don't even speak Russian. No. Me either. Yeah. I don't understand their alphabet. Mm-mm. It doesn't make any sense. No. I know those aren't letters, in my uh, opinion. We should exactly. outlaw those things that yes. they put down. I don't like them. Um, Putin challenger Boris Nadezhdin. Is that how you would say that? Something like that, yeah. Nadezhdin has been barred from Russia's election. Yeah, your accent's a little off, but... Nadezhdin. <laughs> Something like that. Boris uh, Nadezhdin. So anyway, someone challenging Putin in whenever their upcoming election is has been barred from we'll just call him running. Igor. And isn't this an ironic turn of events that this story came out? This story broke today. Saw a couple people posting about it. And also at the same time that the Supreme Court is hearing oral arguments about a state trying to keep Trump off of their ballot. So and potentially disenfranchising or whatever you want to call it, millions of voters. Um, that Russia is also removing people from their ballot. Now, do you think people on the left are going to be mad that, about this? That Putin's blocking somebody from being on the ballot? Well, probably. I'm sure they would definitely be mad about this because I bet Boris Nadezhdin uh, probably tried to commit some type of insurrection or something. I mean, if he tries to get rid of Putin, and that's an insurrection, right? <laughs> Wouldn't you say? Yeah. You know, he's going against the war effort or whatever. Go ahead, Charlie. Russia's election commission has rejected anti-war challenger Boris Nadezhdin as a candidate in next month's presidential vote. Nadezhdin has been re, uh, relatively critical of Putin's full-scale war in Ukraine when few dissenting voices have been tolerated in Russia. Election authorities claim more than 15% of the signatures he submitted with his candidate application were flawed. Hmm. He had tried to challenge this, but the commission rejected his bid. Refusing to give up, Nadezhdin said on social media that he would challenge the decision in Russia's Supreme Court. The Central Election Commission said that of the 105,000 signatures submitted by Mr. Nadezhdin, more than 9,000 were invalid, and they cited a variety of violations. That left a little over 95,000 names, meaning he was just short of the 100,000 required signatures to register as a candidate, commission member Andre, uh, Andre, Andre, yeah, there yeah, you go. Andre Shutoff <laughs> said, shut off. So this is totally on the up and up, right? I'm sure the signatures were just invalid. wrong. They were invalid. Mm-hmm. Um, the, no funny business they were, here. They were mailed in too late. 100,000 signatures, by the way. Wow, I thought Tennessee was bad. When it came to being a libertarian, look at what it takes to run against Putin. That's out of the whole country, though. My God. You know. Yeah, I guess. Getting 100,000 people to sign up, though. I mean, that's tough. 
which is why I guess his error rate was so terrible on this thing, you know? <laughs> Guys, are you the same guy you were 10 years ago? Because I'm not. I woke up one day and realized I didn't have the same energy, the same lean muscle mass, or the get up and go in the bedroom I used to have. As we age, we lose testosterone. They call it the man hormone. I call it the spark from my nateness. But there is a solution. The powerful testosterone booster in Nugenics Total T. I've only been taking this for a few weeks, but I can already tell you it's boosted my energy. I'm running around fixing stuff in the house, going on walks, and yes, I've even started working out. And by the way, my wife says this is none of your guys' business, but the Nate she met 14 years ago is back in the bedroom, if you know what I mean. Nugenics Total T Testosterone Booster with Testafin will help you turn back the clock and re-energize your life. Prove it to yourself risk-free. Try Nugenics Total Tea before you buy. There's nothing to lose and everything to gain. New energy, muscle, drive, and even more passion. Get your complimentary sample when you text 231-231 and enter the keyword GML. Nugenics Total Tea's Power Boost is backed by clinical studies and real science. Nugenics' key ingredients like testifin has been shown to boost free testosterone levels in men. In other words, it's based in science and it works. Nugenics Total Tea's unprecedented formula with key ingredients that safely maximizes your free and total testosterone levels, helps you increase lean muscle mass, and skyrockets your performance as you age, whatever your age. If you're not totally satisfied, Nugenics will refund 100% of your purchase price, plus shipping and processing. Now get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea when you text 231-231 and enter the keyword GML. Text now and get a bottle of Nugenics Thermo X, the newest and most powerful fat incinerator ever, with key ingredients to help you lose fat fast and get lean fast absolutely free. Text 231231 and enter keyword GML. Text 231231 and enter keyword GML. Texting enrolls you into recurring automated text messages. Consent not required to purchase. Message and data rates may apply. Number one, doctor recommended brand by primary care physicians based on an independent survey conducted by IQVIA 2022. Yeah. Um, I, the likelihood... I would say is that Putin is in control and is very scared that someone could challenge his control and that they found a way to disqualify 9,000 signatures on this ballot so they could keep this guy from running against them. The live group said, Andre, shut off. We just found the pipeline perp. <laughs> <laughs> there he is. <laughs> so Nadezhdin appeared on the BBC last month promising to end the war in Ukraine on his first day as president, although he was realistic about his chances of success. Um, my first task will be to stop the conflict in Ukraine and then restore normal relations between Russia and the Western community. He is not the first presidential hopeful to have a run uh, to have run on an anti-war platform. In December, former TV journalist and independent politician. Uh, good job. Good luck with that. Dunsova uh, was barred from running because the election commission said there were mistakes on her application form. They just a lot of people really bad at filling out forms. They're just not in good Russia. at forms. And it's probably because of their funky alphabet yeah. they have. Yep. You know, you don't put the right squiggly somewhere, and uh, there it is. Invalid. Invalid. Yeah. Right there. The you, didn't said, squiggle, you didn't squiggle your T. The dozen said he had tapped into a wave of anti-war sentiment in Russia, meeting the wives of reservists who want their husbands to return from the war. His campaign started slowly, and it was only in recent weeks that Russians began registering their support in large numbers, and then they found mistakes. Mm -hmm. His increasing success also attracted condemnation from pro-Kremlin propagandists, such as Vladimir, Vladimir 
Dolovyov, who suggested he might be a stooge for Ukrainian Nazis. <laughs> yeah. The point, so, the point of this story is, because we're about to talk about the Tucker Carlson thing, in whatever fashion we can, because the interview's not out yet, so anything anyone is saying is just pure speculation. We don't speculation. even know he's had the interview. He's, he had the interview. It comes out tonight. Oh, okay. Yeah. Comes out tonight at um. I just six. seen yesterday, though, that he was like, I'm in Russia. No, oh, no. That was a few days ago. Okay. He's back. It comes out tonight. I'm a little behind. I've been busy. I, yeah. A little bit behind on the news there. <laughs> yeah. You're a couple day lag time on the yeah, news right that's now. That's right. Um, Russia is no bastion of freedom. They lie about everything just like Ukraine does and just like America does. These are all governments that have too much power and that want to hold on to their power. And it does not mean that Russia is better than Ukraine or even that Ukraine is better than Russia. And guess what? America sucks too when it comes to our government. Mm -hmm. Although, I, I mean, I'm biased, but I'd probably rather live here than in either one of those countries because we would get drafted into a war. And, uh, well, unless we, somebody made you like, you know, president of the board oh, of that's a gas true. company or yeah. something. There you, oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. yeah. I know a lot about natural gas. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're, yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, you don't even have to know anything about natural gas Especially to get methane. on the board. You, you know? know, you know a lot about the cow farts. <laughs> okay. Speaking of Which the Tucker natural, Carlson. natural gas. Tucker Carlson interview. <laughs> We're going to outlaw those. Well, folks, as many of you know, back in 2017, my wife and I bought a house in Nashville, Tennessee. It was a massive risk, but it's turned into a massive asset for the two of us. We spent tons of time and money remodeling and making this place our own a comfortable place to carry us into the future with our little nieces and nephews and our family coming to visit all the time. Things like this are worth protecting. And making an estate plan now means we can gain security and peace of mind for ourselves and our loved ones. With trust and will, you can create and manage a custom estate plan starting at just $159. Go to trustandwill.com slash GML for 10% off plus free document shipping. We're currently using Trust and Will's simple-to-use website to build our will. I'm amazed by how easy this website makes it to do something that's so important. Think about it. If something happens to my wife and I and we don't have a will, who gets to decide what happens to our assets? The government. Uh, no, thank you. I don't trust them to even resurface the roads that go to my house, let alone decide what happens to my biggest asset after I'm gone. I've seen it happen with other members of my family when they passed. They didn't have a will and... Man, was it a mess for their family to get everything sorted out afterwards. I know it's not something we like to think about, but it can happen to any of us at any time. Get the peace of mind you deserve by creating your estate plan with Trust and Will, an overall rating of excellent and thousands of five-star reviews on Trustpilot and used by hundreds of thousands of families and counting. Secure your assets to protect your loved ones with Trust and Will. Get 10% off plus free shipping of your estate plan documents by visiting trustandwill.com slash GML. That's 10% off and free shipping at trustandwill.com slash GML. Um, Tucker Carlson is uh, going to be releasing this interview with Putin and the internet is ablaze Losing because of it. It's just people going crazy and the right people going crazy. I mean, we'll show a clip from Hillary Clinton here in a minute with her saying a bunch of dumb stuff. And these people, not this guy in particular that we're about to talk about, Ian Corzine. I don't know anything about this guy. Um, 
but there's a lot of people that seem to be very worried about Putin having a way to speak to people in the West that's going to get millions of views. And sure, a lot of it's going to be propaganda because basically everything government officers say is propaganda. And then I will, I will say, I already said this on, I said this on Twitter or X as well. Um, it's likely that there is going to be a lot of propaganda in this interview with Tucker. You know how I know that? Because Tucker didn't get detained on his way out of Russia and he's still able to release the interview because it, I do not see Putin as someone who's going to allow someone to come conduct a very critical interview that makes him look bad and then leave the country afterwards. So I, I'm defaulting to the point that um, it's got to make him look fairly good or they wouldn't have let him leave. That's, we'll, that's see. Just where, we'll see when we see the, I haven't seen it. Unlike apparently everyone else on the internet <laughs> who's already seen the interview. Yeah. Here's this guy, Ian Corzine. This could probably be a dumb leap submission for tomorrow. In fact, I believe it might be uh, speculating that Tucker Carlson might be violating the Espionage Act by, mm. by <laughs> doing this interview. Yeah. Um, is he's, this guy a lawyer? I guess he's given, yeah, lawyer and consultant. He looks like one of these social media, um, let's see, executive fellow for California governor, uh, YouTube, TikTok. So he looks, federal prosecutor. You know those guys you watch on TikTok to give legal opinions on things, mm -hmm. which I, I actually find those to be fairly interesting a lot of the time. Well, here's this guy's legal opinion. This kind of sums up a lot of what people are saying on the internet. Tucker Carlson is interviewing Vladimir Putin today, and many people believe it's going to go horribly wrong for Tucker. My first question was, is it even legal for a U.S. reporter to go over to a country that we're basically at war with and interview the president of that country? The answer is yes, but I forecast some big problems ahead for Tucker Carlson. The Espionage Act is a U.S. law that basically prohibits us from spying or leaking classified documents to foreign countries. But the words of the law are super broad and could be construed to prohibit any sharing of information with another country with intent to harm the U.S. Is it possible that Tucker shared his questions with Putin's people before the interview? Is it possible that Putin's people provided Tucker with evidence supporting their war with Ukraine? This is definitely information covered by the Espionage Act. However, does Tucker Carlson have an intent to harm the U.S.? This is where the Espionage Act case against Tucker gets weaker, and it gets even more weak when you consider that U.S. government is duty-bound to follow the dictates of the U.S. Constitution. The Constitution guarantees freedom of the press, and the U.S. Supreme Court has done everything it can to protect this provision and journalists. That's why only in extreme cases can the U.S. government violate the Constitution. Journalists are free what? to publish classified information. <laughs> Only in extreme cases can the U.S. government violate the Constitution. Like when journalists make <laughs> the government look extremely bad. <laughs> yeah. Then they can do it. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like how the CIA, Mike Pompeo, uh, wanted to, to murder Julian Assange for mm -hmm. making the CIA look bad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the U.S. government in general. I just watched uh, Snowden last night. By the way, great movie. Really Great good movie. movie. Yeah, I don't know how accurate to the story it is. Great but book. Overall, good. I haven't, good. haven't read it. Yeah, it's a good book if you read the book. Got me. Um, if you're allowed to read the book, still, I don't know. I don't know. It's probably. I wonder if it's still in my on a list for sure. I wonder if it's still in my Audible library. I just got a Rand Paul book last night, by the way, called Deception, and uh, talking about the COVID, the Wuhan lab leak, and uh, all this stuff. Um, 
I'm excited to start reading that, by the way. Just talking about books. I just want to let you know. Okay. There's a new book. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, let's see. What Anything <laughs> else you got? Uh, no, no. I'll talk to you later okay. about that. Okay. Here we go. Or information that was stolen so long as the media didn't steal the information unless the government can demonstrate an immediate and direct threat to national security. So my view is that Tucker Carlson's interview with Putin is ultimately legal, but Tucker is acting boldly. He's taking a risk that he could be prosecuted later on in time on bogus charges. Okay. Well, at least the guy says it would be bogus charges. Yeah. Maybe he's not. I, I mean, I think this guy is accurate that he is taking a risk and if government... But the government can violate the Constitution under extreme circumstances. <laughs> Basically uh, yeah. what we've seen, yeah. you know? Just like, you know, murder being illegal. Like, yeah. if it's extreme, you can murder someone. Well, you can allow up to an average of 5,000 a day before they have to start doing anything about oh, it. That's right. You know? Okay. Um, yeah, first off, he first talked about we're basically at war with Russia. There's no declared war with Russia. Okay, we're giving aid. Even if we were at war with Russia, why can't a journalist journal this? There are numerous, as people have seen posted around the internet, numerous documented occasions where journalists have gone and journalismed all over the place, even interviewing Osama bin Laden and Putin several times. And I mean, just numerous, we've been at war with so many places, you know, Uh, but numerous people that... In more rational times, you would have said... But that oh, was like Barbara a, Streisand and yeah. George Stephanopoulos. Yeah. Yeah. Step, yeah. step Papadopoulos. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so no those... fair. You give them all the easy ones. So, so those people, you know, they're working for the mainstream media, and so, so that's, that's okay. Yeah, they got permission. You know what their the overall narrative is going to be. And yeah. what I can see right now is that they're very scared about this one because you haven't heard much from Putin about why he's at war with Ukraine. Uh, Carlson does say in his video that Western journalists just aren't interviewing Putin. I don't, I don't believe that no Western journalists have wanted to interview Putin. I think that probably numerous of them have reached out. I think he would be too scared that they would be too hard on him. And he thinks that Carlson's probably going to go easier on him because he's sympathetic to their side of the argument when it comes to the war. I'm, so you're saying that Tucker is a Putin plant? Not saying he's a Putin plant. I get it. No. I got it. I just think he's the biggest name. Oh, no, I, get, I, I understand what you're saying. <laughs> Bailey. Yeah. Yes, Charlie meant Barbara Walters, not Barbara Streisand. Yeah, either Although way. I don't know if Barbara Streisand, maybe she interviewed some people too. Could have been great. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure. Let's see what else we got. It was Barbara Stephanopoulos. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this yeah. is the story that we have From right Michigan now. Michigan Lake. Like this from the Atlantic the American face of authoritarian propaganda and this uh, long story about Tucker Carlson and the author here tweeting this out today, although it is a story from a few months ago. Um, she says, many journalists have interviewed Putin who also makes frequent widely covered speeches. Carlson's interview is different because he is not a journalist. He's a propagandist with a history of helping autocrats conceal corruption. Like who? Yeah, I don't know that. And saying that he's not a journalist, he's a propagandist, um, there is a tough distinction between those two things. Because if you were to look at anyone who the left would consider to be a journalist, um, what's that, a distinction without a difference? Is that what they call it, I believe, would yeah. be the proper way of saying that? If you were to look at people who the left would consider to be journalists, they're also just propagandists. Like and Rachel Maddow. They're all fine <laughs> carrying water for whatever, for the regime, you know? Uh, so. 
this idea that only people who are on the left a liberal world order, new world order machine side of things are journalists and anyone else is a propagandist. Well, that's wrong. Yeah. Most of them are propagandists. Yeah. Almost all of them. Any, so, anyone on the other side is also not black. That's true. Yeah. If you don't, if you're not on their according side, to, you're not black. According to Biden. Uh, let's hear what Hil Hillary Clinton had to say. Uh, we need to get this hashtag going. Tucker didn't kill himself. Okay. okay? We yeah. need to make sure we get that out there. Uh, let's see. I got that video here from MSNBC. Let's listen Tucker to it. Tucker Carlson is uh, let's expand it. in Moscow right now interviewing Vladimir Putin. Right. The first American, I'll say, journalist uh, to interview Putin since the war in Ukraine mm -hmm. began. What does that tell you about Tucker Carlson and right-wing media and also Vladimir Putin? Well, it shows me what I think we've all known. He's what's called a useful idiot. I mean, if you actually read translations of what's being said on Russian media, they make fun of him. I mean, he's like a puppy dog. You know, he somehow has, after having been fired from so many outlets in the United States, he, uh, I would not be surprised uh, if he emerges with a contract with a Russian outlet because he is a useful idiot. He says things that are not true. He parrots Vladimir Putin's uh, pack of lies about Ukraine. Uh, so I don't see why Putin wouldn't give him an interview. Okay. Well, there's that point. Yeah. Useful we idiot. should trust her opinion. <laughs> yeah, for sure. She yeah. always tells the truth about yeah. stuff. She's most known for telling the truth yes. about things. And not, as, she's most known for her transparency. Mm -hmm. not she definitely doesn't delete anything. No. Yeah. No, she would never. Never tries never to hide anything. Just look at her record. What I respond with is, you know, you call him a useful idiot. Well, at least he's useful. Yeah. You know. Also, he got fired from Fox for whatever, but he also had the most popular show. Mm -hmm. Out of any talk show host, and the it was the most popular, I, ahead I, of everyone. I get the literally. Joke. I get the joke like, oh, I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he signs a deal on the Russian TV. Now, I get the joke like that's funny. You're trying to further the point that he is a Russian propagandist, but um, like we'll just say that doesn't make any sense. He has way more viewers just doing stuff on X mm -hmm. or on his podcast like he does right now yeah. than if he were to go take a a job working for a Russian news station. Like yeah. I get the joke. Okay. I don't even know if he speaks Russian. No, I, I, I would highly doubt that he speaks in, although being such a Russian propagandist, I mean, I guess he probably does probably on Babel or right been now speaking it for a long time. Not that they sponsor this show, but <laughs> what's or, the one I'm using? I don't know. Is it not Babel? No, no. I use Duolingo. Duolingo. That's why yeah. you're struggling. Yeah. Cause Babel's where it's at. Duolingo. Uh, Bailey to you. That's Duolingo. So, yeah, I learned a thing or two, okay? <laughs> Duolingics. Yeah. Um, to be fair. So, pivoting to the border. You remember the border thing? The border crisis. No. The border crisis thing is really funny because you've had now a few years of Biden saying that there is no border crisis, that everything's fine, even mm -hmm. though you got like triple the amount of people coming in and all that. Like, there is no crisis. Okay. And then enough people decide that there's a crisis that they stick this piece of crap legislation uh, inside of a Ukraine funding deal, essentially, that doesn't really even shut down the border and allows for a couple million people to come in and not even counting a lot of other people that are coming in as well. Uh, so they put this piece of crap legislation in there 
And now there's a big border crisis. Like now you want to do something about it if you're the president. Yeah. But guess whose fault it is? Now it's the Republicans' fault. Yeah, exactly. Because you gave this perfect, just great legislation that would have shut down the border and solved the problem, which basically no one except for the people that are signed on to it are saying it would do. Um, And now since the Republicans looked at it and they're like, well, this is dumb. This doesn't really do anything. Their fault. Now it's their fault. And now you can say the border crisis is their fault. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe Biden, I know you heard us saying it, but he describes this. Uh, so, you know, he's such a great orator. Uh, so I wanted to hear him yeah, talk about it. It's not an option. Republicans have to decide. For years, they said they want to secure the border. Now they have the strongest border bill this country has ever seen. We're seeing statements about how many oppose the bill now. Look, I understand the former president is desperately trying to stop this bill because it's not, he's not interested in solving the border problem. He wants a political issue to run against me. I've all but said that across the board. No one really denies that that I'm aware of. The American people want a solution that puts an end to the empty political rhetoric, which has failed to do anything for so long. Yeah. Compelling. Yeah. Compelling stuff. Strongest border legislation <laughs> ever in the yeah. history. I mean, I don't even know why they need it, really, because he's been like the strongest person on the border ever been. The president has done more to secure the president has done more to secure the border and to deal with this issue of immigration than anybody else. He really has. No, just so you know, yeah, he's done more than anybody else. That's a clip from a few months ago, but. Yeah. Uh, just so you know, um, he has the power to do a lot of things just like Trump did uh, if he wanted to actually do this. Now, both of them, I guess, are going to plan on campaigning on immigration. And Biden's plan is to say, well, I, we put forward a plan that would have solved the problem and you guys didn't want to do it. And so now it actually benefits Biden for the border to get even worse because now he can say, well, I wanted to stop this and Republicans didn't want to do it because they want to use it. And now look, it's worse. Mm-hmm. So why and would so, you trust them? And so now Trump is saying that he, he said plenty Although of times. Although the whole lawsuit with Texas doesn't work in their favor. No, no, that so, one doesn't. Yeah. No, not at all. Uh, let's see. I put that in there. So there's a new, new story here. The White House is saying that ICE will reduce deportations and detention capacity if Republicans don't pass the border <laughs> bill. So this new We're going to do less of our job yeah, yeah. if you don't pass this bill. It's... um. I believe it was Michael Lee retweeted this and said, this is called extortion. But now ICE is coming out and saying, yeah, um, we're not going to be able to do our job unless you give us this new money that you guys just started talking about last week. For Ukraine. We, yeah. <laughs> we can't even do the job we're doing right now unless you give us all new money. And what you're clearly seeing here is that they are going to back off on the border and make the problem even worse so they can use it to their advantage in the election. I think Good Morning They're, Liberty should go to the border. This. We should. Let's go. Yeah. They're so good. This is such a narcissistic thing to do where they create this problem and you notice the problem and you notice the problem and they're like, no, no, there's not like, no, you're, you're crazy. Yeah. There's not a problem. There's no no problem. No problem. And then they offer this fake solution or maybe it's even like a fake apology or something that really doesn't mean anything. And you're like, I'm not going to accept that. That doesn't solve mm. the problem. And then they spend the whole thing on you. The whole thing is turned back around, and now it's all your fault. And mm-hmm. all we're going to talk about is how this is your fault. Yes. So, as you can tell, Charlie and I have been around a lot of women. 
White House on Thursday announced that U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement will soon be forced to reduce operations at the southern border due to lack of funds. That's the other thing, is that <laughs> they're making you do it. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. It's, it's no not choice. only is it your fault, but you're... Because you have pointed this out, now they're doing it because of you. Mm-hmm. Their behavior no is because of you mm-hmm. getting upset about the problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, KJP told reporters that because Republicans have not passed the bipartisan border security agreement, which they just showed everyone on Monday and no one knew anything about, but because they're not going to pass this this week with funding for Israel and Ukraine, the administration is left with no choice but to pull back from the border. Yeah. They can't even do what they're doing right now unless mm-hmm. you give them all this new money. No. <laughs> which might be good. They won't be able to cut that barbed wire anymore i guess well this is ice that was border patrol so that's right yeah um because congressional republicans this is a quote because republicans are choosing partisan politics over our national security and refusing to pass the bipartisan national security agreement that includes significant border reforms and funding over the coming weeks ice over the coming weeks ice will be forced to reduce operations because of budget shortfalls Mm -hmm. how about that and the whole reason is republicans are choosing partisan politics. These people are, I tell you what, it's slightly impressive to watch a narcissist work sometimes because it comes, it comes naturally to them. Like you didn't even have to have a team of people thinking all this stuff up. This is what they naturally Mm -hmm. do. This is in their, their being as part of them as human beings is to naturally make things work like this. And the concentration of narcissists has to be very high in Washington, D.C. And so that's why you always see these kind of situations coming out of there. Yep. So um, I think that's it. Let's end it for today. Yeah. 1245 sounds good to me uh, on, the, on the day, unless you've got something else on this. No, it's done. It's done. It, it is finished. <laughs> it is finished. Yeah. That's all she Boom, wrote. Button. That's all we needed. Yep. All right. Share the show or no, or don't. Yeah. Uh, see if I care. Hey, visit the websites of our fine sponsors. We just picked up another new sponsor we'll be telling you guys about here in a couple weeks. 2024 and, uh, is off to great. the sponsor hitch. Tell you what, juggling all these different sponsors that we're running right now, but I do have to tell you, you should text this phone number, 231-231, and text them GML, and you'll get a special surprise after that. Yeah. Okay? Let's do that. You want to get Eugenics Total Thurston. Right here. Okay. That's good stuff. You hear me? Hear me being all pepped, excited, Mm. energized. Yeah. He's been showing up to the office at 530 in the morning. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Staying until midnight. Yeah. You can't get this guy to stop working because he's on the total thirst and package. (laughs) Two, three, one, two, three, one text GML. Go to all the websites listed in the show notes, please. Nate's been working on some new uh, tank top. Yeah, without the tank tops without now. the tank top, there's a God Hates Feds tank working top. working on some designs. There's all kinds of goody stuff. There's 20. a few new uh, Taxation and Theft shirts and a hat that I just put out yeah. there yesterday. Um, there's also another God Hates Feds shirt because I realized, people like me, I don't like to wear this giant God Hates Feds thing on there because I'm worried someone might want to talk to me. And I don't want to talk to anyone. And so if this... Unless like, you have a microphone. You should just carry a microphone around. That's true. Yeah. And then you'll talk to people. <laughs> If I feel like the shirt incentivizes people to think that they should talk to me, whether they agree or disagree, I don't want to talk to them. And so I decided to make one that's got a smaller God Hates Feds logo here on the on the left chest, like mm-hmm. a pocket shirt kind on of thing. On the left boob. 
And so your left boob got the God Hates Feds logo mm-hmm. on it, but it's just, just right there. Okay. And so you still rep, you know, the fact that the it indisputable fact that God hates feds. Yes. Uh, but not as big. Okay. So there you go. So you can, that way you can silence your message. Yeah. 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 You can choose, like, you can be like, pull it out if you want to, pull your boob out. <laughs> you know, you can put a jacket over it. You can, yeah. Whichever one you want to do. All right. Go order a t shirt or don't. I don't really care. Godhatesfeds.com. Um, share the show or don't. I don't care. <laughs> leave us a rating and review. Do all those things. Wait, or... do you care if they leave a rating and nah. review? Nope. Okay. Nope. I don't even care about this show. <laughs> don't care about liberty. It's all just a game. Yeah. This is this is like a game show. It is. It is you know? a game. It literally is a game. We're just we're family feuding. We are America feuding, mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter. Actually, now it does have real impacts on people's lives. Yeah, you know, we try to talk about that. Sometimes government ineptitude can have direct results in people's lives. That is true. You know, so it's a pretty important message. All overall. the way, all the way down to the family, localized things. Yep. Yep can have a significant impact. Ah, so <laughs> anyway, um, do what I said or don't, cause I'm not your boss. That's why I say that. I yeah. say that because I don't, it's your choice. I want to tell people what to do. Yeah. Free to choose. Yeah, exactly. But you should, if it, if you know a thing or two, if you're worth your salt <laughs> in your kitchen, then you should do the things I tell you to do. Um, or not. But we'll be back tomorrow for some dumb bleep. <laughs> Till then, I hope you have a good day and a good morning, Liberty. <laughs> <laughs>